<laughs> what were you saying about Lindsay Lohan doing NFTs wrong? Okay, I can go I find can you the tweet, but the important part is that she said that she's like creating and selling an NFT of her most iconic movie role. But Ooh. then says that that's Herbie fully loaded, which is just like, oh, no. it is the, that's the wrong choice. I think that there's a couple options for what her most iconic role would it. be, yeah. but it's just, so, it's certainly not Herbie fully loaded. I mean, Freaky oh Friday, God. hands down, beats mean that. Girls, I mean, mean girl. Yeah. I mean, what? Oh Herbie trap. fully loaded. It's Herbie trap. fully loaded. The word is in. Wow. Let me find this. She's yeah. she's just I raw. love her. <laughs> okay, because I thought um, I don't know what I thought was going to be the answer to that. It wasn't Herbie fully loaded. I'll tell you that. I, I, I thought you were going to tell us she had some haram position on <laughs> NFTs as a concept mm-hmm. and how they should be used. Um, but uh, I'm just excited to learn that Lindsay's a gray wolf. Yep, meaning and not not like a, a Chapo fan, like an actual like supporter of uh, Erdogan. Yeah. Erdogan. Erdogan. Yeah, have you not seen that picture of her with Erdogan and uh, Bana Alabed? No, but oh my no. god, oh <laughs> that, that will be the cover of this episode. whole new universe. Yeah, so this is just like a really like kind of bad fan art of Lindsay standing in front of. Uh, like an artist renditioning uh, of, of Herbie, but then instead of like where Herbie's like face should be, it's just the Bitcoin symbol. And and she's like, yeah, here's this is my most iconic role. I'm selling this. Oh my God. What <laughs> the fuck? Oh my God, this is so good. Uh, Holy shit. But she's she's wow. been a Bitcoin head for, like since forever. Yeah, oh, yeah. oh, she's like on the Mount Gox tip. Like, yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> no, like, like we were saying, she's levitating. Shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> comrades to mechanical freak uh we're in seattle coming to you live from that city on the bleeding edge of neoliberal dystopia is that what we call it yeah sure. yeah uh, no, you, got it. you knew it greg but you just you know weren't confident enough to take <laughs> colin's shoes here Aww. yeah that, yeah you know uh I miss you colin I, the big guy knows how to do it also i'm still sort of i'm still my confidence is shaken because i'm still shadow banned but, yeah, um, free, free Greg. For, and the, the mods are uh, don't want him to win by nah. him being under 200 followers. Follow <laughs> at Sailpilled on Twitter. God yeah, damn it. Only be the result of shadow banning. Yeah. Yeah. Clearly, um, Greg is shadow banned. So that's, uh, you know, that's the that's the most important. That's the story we're going to lead with, obviously. Um, <laughs> if we ever get around to it. We do have something else to talk about. Uh, first, I'm Greg. I'm here with Cassidy and Brian and Munya. And Munya has brought his two good friends, Cerise and Alvin, to talk about some newfangled technological acronym that I... Yeah, I, NFT. I, I, <laughs> I adamantly refuse to understand or remember. <laughs> so, Alvin, Cerise, say hi. Welcome to the show. Thank you for the warm welcome. Appreciate it. Happy to uh, be here. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we already heard stories about um, Lindsay Lohan and uh, 
her experience with uh, NFTs and Bitcoin and off air about how uh, she's a dedicated gray wolf. Um, there's a lot to get into. Uh, I I really feel totally in. Ill-equipped to even describe what we are talking about. So, Munya, I'm just going to hand it off to you, buddy. Fantastic. Thank you, Greg. Um, yeah, this is going to be a very interesting episode. I'm sure those who may be in the creative field, those who may be um, in technology, those who may be ruining their lives on Twitter.com uh, <laughs> might know about what we mean when we say NFT. This is the new hot, interesting investment opportunity where you can be the winner of life, possibly. Um, but we need to first understand what NFTs actually are. And none of us here are equipped to really discuss that. And so we have um, two phenomenal guests here. Um, oh, I am not here that. as an expert. <laughs> <laughs> Teresa's here to provide, um, to link to uh, 20th century. Expert testimony yeah, as an expert. No, you know what I have figured out is, is I've come to the conclusion that if I don't understand something, it's not because I'm too dumb to understand it, but because it's, it's too dumb to understand. And that's Ooh. the conclusion that yeah. I've reached about NFTs. So I'm actually smart. Yeah. For yeah. not really getting it's, it. It's, 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 totally. it's a big brain. So if, if you want to be smart, switch this episode off right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Munya, Alvin, Cerise, is there... What the fuck is an NFT? <laughs> just, just to begin with, what? <laughs> Uh, so it's it's like a like a buy buy your own star kind of certificate thing, where you, like where you can like buy a star in the sky. Yeah. But hell yes, you you like don't get the plushie that you would normally oh. get when you get to name a star. Hmm. So it's like an extremely expensive version of that. That's that's my description. Honestly, probably the best description I've heard so far of NFTs. Yeah, except like stars like exist somewhere out out there, that you, and you own it, so it's real estate. I okay, mean, this is- <laughs> so it's like it's like when you're on MySpace and you like post like a picture of yourself that you took with your digital camera, and then like one of your friends comments under it, like I own. You change the caption, and it says like Munia owns this. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> this is brilliant. Oh my god, I love. Wait you. a minute, wait a minute. But I can see a problem with that immediately, and that's <laughs> that I could copy and paste that image, making it essentially fungible. No, but the thing is, Greg. The thing is, is that you can go on Amazon right now and buy the Mona Lisa for twenty dollars and get it to you shipped by prime 30 minutes prime now and you can do that but is it the original though does it say owned by munya on it is it from series yeah, the, the nft is like the the url ah uh. so we've all seen on twitter the like people posting uh like i think wu-tang just took one of their tweets and turned it into an nft what makes it non-fungible, I guess? <laughs> like, speaking as an honest question, I really don't understand what's happening here. Yeah, well, I mean, l- let's even back up a little bit and just kind of, like, describe the basics on, like, what's going on. Like, uh, Alvin, can you give, like, a brief description on just, like, generally what NFTs are 
Yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, so as was just stated, they're non-fungible um, tokens. And so essentially what that means, um, unlike a dollar bill or even like a Bitcoin, which are interchangeable, uh, NFTs are not interchangeable. So the best description I've kind of heard of that example of that is like a football team or football teams like uh, in the NFL. Um, you can't change one for the other, the different values. It just, you, they're not fungible. Um, it's, it's mm-hmm. a weird technical word for, you can't really inter- interchange them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. They're, and they're so the, and yeah, so they're unique. And, um, even like taking it a step down, like these, these are on, these are digital. These are like on the internet or, the you know, yeah. The blockchain. Okay, so this is like cryptocurrency. This is like basically like a re. This is a evolution of cryptocurrency in a way. Yes. Yeah, that's a, okay. another well, thing I refuse to understand. Which part? Uh, the blockchain. Yeah, blockchain, like cryptocurrency. Although I am single now, so I feel like I should open my DMs to the possibility of mm-hmm. like men explaining crypto to me. I'm interested <laughs> in that. Oh, that's a good call. You do have experience there. So, I mean, yeah, I don't I, know how I really pleasant that know. was. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so it's on the blockchain. So is the is what makes it NFT that it has some unique address then on the blockchain or something? Like, why can't I just put my Mona Lisa and write by, owned by Munya on it and say that that's the real one? So the funny thing is that you actually can um, there's, no, yeah. there's nothing. There's, there's, <laughs> there is so the copy, nothing preventing that. We should do that. Yeah. Yeah. But then Damn. you have a unique copy. Yes. Of something. So, so you could copy something ad infinitum, but it would they would all be unique copies. Yeah, they would be a copy by whoever copied it. That is that copy. Um, the yeah. whole thing with NFTs is that. The source of it is really important, right? So um, say uh, I'm a famous artist and I make an NFT, I mint an NFT of one of my art pieces. The the value of that token, this non-fungible token, is that it is linked to me um, on the blockchain and kind of forever etched in stone that this NFT was transferred from me to you. That's the value. So if someone makes a copy, um, it's not linked to me. So therefore, um, in NFT world, it has no value. So what makes like the blockchain valuable is like who it's linked to. Yeah. Yes. Uh, in, okay. in this That's, NFT sense, sense, yeah. Yeah. So like with the Lindsay Lohan one, it's like I could make a, a, a Herbie fully loaded uh <laughs> nft but no one would care about that because it's not Lindsay lohan's uh herbie loaded nft correct precisely yeah wow well okay. so, i mean do i don't know that do we do we really know that's true we're talking about things i mean this is a story now because these this nft technology is being used as speculative investment basically things are being sold uh on speculation for their uniqueness to be sold again I'd be skeptical of like attaching um, uh, sort of straightforward, logical or like rational explanations for the value (laughs) of speculative assets, like because they came from some particular place. Like maybe maybe to back up even further, like why are we having this conversation? (laughs) Um, Why are we talking about NFTs? Like what makes them interesting right now? Uh, What has put them into the news and on the the timeline? Yeah, I think that that, that's a great question. And um, 
I, I started to read about this whole thing because it made absolutely zero sense to me. And I was just baffled by it. It just seemed like the dumbest thing to me. So I wanted to learn more and figure out why people were putting hundreds, spending hundreds of thousands of dollars um, on these digital images that anybody could copy and paste and, um, you know, replicate. Um, so I just started reading a little bit about it and, um, they're really essentially just being talked about right now because I think they're in a bubble and prices are skyrocketing. Um, uh, NFT famously just sold for $69 million. Um, nice. So that, that draws headlines. Yeah. Okay. And what was that? What was the one that sold for $69 million? Nice. <laughs> this was done by this artist who's really kind of like well-known in the NFT world named Beeple. Um, and the image was 5,000 images collaged together because he has this series that he does where he makes um, a piece of art every day. It might be 500 or 5,000. I can't remember, but a shit ton of images. I see. It's 5,000. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it sounds to me like if I'm getting this right, Someone has used the blockchain technology, which we're all sick of hearing about from explainers about how crypto coins work, to solve a problem by making some ability to make something unique in a digital space. Because in when you're talking about uh, the digital world, there isn't really uniqueness, right? We This is something we all sort of understand intuitively is data doesn't have like a physicality it's just information and thus can be copied and so this must uh propose to solve some kind of problem this technology i mean maybe let's before we even get to the use case of like um selling art does someone somewhere propose that this that by creating uh potential for uniqueness on the internet and in digital data does someone propose that that solves some kind of problem? Yes. Yeah, for sure. And what, well, I mean, what is that problem that, that is solving? Um, in is, the people, is there, I mean, that is anyone claiming like there needs, why do, why should I think there needs to be an ability to create a unique asset digitally? Because we're, the, the, the answer to that would be because we're entering a more and more digitalized world. Um, ah. That's one answer to that. But it's important to note that NFTs have, a very wide range of uses, right? The, the most popular being art right now, but it, it definitely varies outside of that as well. Yeah, it seemed like, I think I've heard other people say this, that like the art, uh, the art use case seems to be like a, a proof of concept in a way, maybe that people are pushing it, potentially even you can imagine some of the people who, I mean, we know like, in uh, cryptocurrency, other blockchain technologies have been sort of heavily invested in by booster boosters who want to boost the technologies. It's possible you can imagine people paying sort of inflating the prices of digital art for the purpose of uh, making uh, for getting press and demonstrating the sort of functionality of. Uh, the NFT. I mean, is that something that is a hundred percent correct um, and provable and a fact really. Okay. <laughs> All right. So what happened? Do we know that about the, the, the $69 million nice piece of art? I actually don't know off the top of my head, but I assume it, it, it is just because who has $69 million 
to, to blow on something like this right. uh, and, and the yeah. interest in doing that, probably someone with big investments in crypto. Yeah, yeah, and it actually, I think um, it came out recently. I saw this in um, a few tweets from journalists that they uh, actually did uncover that it was like a big erythium whale. And right. um, mm. for those who don't know, erythium is 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 the um, you know cryptocurrency and like where it um, where NFTs run on the blockchain. So Bitcoin is the one that we all know, but there's like a lot of different cryptocurrencies like erythium and etc. And um, NFTs run on Ethereum. So. Is it like useful to actually understand what crypto or blockchain is in order to understand NFT? Because like I really don't want to know, but I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm willing to sacrifice that, I guess, if necessary. Like my only interaction with Bitcoin is like. The, the right and moral one, which is that I, I bought a fake ID when I was like 14 Hell years Hell yes. Old. Hell yes. Um, and that, that was the last time. may or may not, can neither confirm nor deny that maybe one of us allegedly. partially maybe allegedly have, um, you know, similar experiences. Wow. Well, and I think that's like the only correct way to have interacted with that technology. And ideally it should have happened like 10 years ago. Um but I, yeah, I don't, I don't know what any of that is. And I don't know if that's important for understanding what NFTs are, but I feel like it might be, but I do not know. What is a blockchain? <laughs> I think Munio might be best to explain that one. I don't really want to get too deep into it, but what I will say is that like, just like a very, just like brief 30 second explainer of like Bitcoin and the blockchain is that essentially they're, um, it's basically a way for having a decentralized general ledger that you can track different transactions. And that's what they call the blockchain. And the way that it's propped up is that um, basically people, miners um, around the world, which is decentralized. So it's not like, you know, Microsoft and Google, they have all of their different data centers that they centrally manage and plan. Um, crypto is decentralized where, um, there's no central authority. And that's what made it really attractive to like libertarians, I think, at first, is that um, it was a way to basically Awful. say like up yours to <laughs> fiat currency and the Federal <laughs> Reserve because we have Bitcoin now. And like because it's decentralized, like we don't need, you know, central government planning because this is going to just replace everything. Um, and so, yeah, initially blockchain, um, which is what uh, Bitcoin and all these other coins run on is a ledger to basically verify transactions. So, you know, if I make a, uh, if I buy Bitcoins, um, anyone in the world can, if, if they know my Bitcoin wallet address, can track where those Bitcoins are going. Mm -hmm. And it's all public mm -hmm. information. And so it's instead of having to trust a central authority, there is a decentralized way where you have um, verification processes and transparent transactions from wow. the blockchain. So that unique information is what the uniqueness of the nft is then like that's what right. you're purchasing not like anything related to the the artwork or whatever else right so what happened with the blockchain is like first the main application is still i think today until nfts really came about was like the predominant uh, method of using the blockchain because really the blockchain is just like what i described a ledger and you could put anything on top of that what came out of that mm -hmm. were currencies and cryptocurrencies specifically well, Bitcoin. I mean, that's an interesting, I'd like to, you know, maybe just interject there because like, I think 
the use case that the libertarian types you mentioned proposed to the world was currency and what we got out of it were these crypto coins yes exactly but i think it's very debatable whether you could really call any of them to this day currencies or whether they really success (laughs) yeah they're speculative assets (laughs) so really we call them cryptocurrencies we have all these different crypto coins and they were sold as this is going to be a you know a decentralized future anti-fiat currency but what we actually have is just a speculative yeah. set of speculative assets uh that have that are backing nothing in the real world um so and, that, that's you know just an interesting thing to keep in mind as we could talk further about uh, this <laughs> this new phenomenon yeah i think that really highlights your earlier point earlier point that you know a large part of this bubble is probably fueled by people who want to see crypto have some type of use case and be widely right. adopted um yeah. And so, yeah, I, th- I think that's a great point. Yeah. And we saw those bubbles happen, you know, with Bitcoin. You know, remember when I think, you know, me and Alvin in 2013 uh, took a trip to New York when we were in high school because we were both, um, you know, in the Academy of Finance and we got to, you know, visit New York. And at the time, <laughs> this was like during the first wave of Bitcoin. And, um, you know, Bitcoin went from, I think, uh, I mean, less than $50 per coin, maybe even like less than uh, $1 in some cases, depending on how far you go back yeah. to $1,000, right? Wow. Bitcoin is like at what, like $40,000 right now. So like a thousand is sound small, but going from like $1 to $1,000 oh, very yeah. rapidly generates a lot of wealth. Like, like a 19 year old uh, pizza yeah. delivery guy, like bought a Lamborghini and stuff. <laughs> and, you know, Bitcoin people started to actually buy out places to the point where they actually bought um, a, a, they leased a place in the the financial district of New York, right next to the New York Stock Exchange for the Bitcoin exchange. And uh, <laughs> we went into the Bitcoin exchange back in 2013 uh, or 2014, Legends. actually. It was uh, 2014. And we got to see like this like kind of new, exciting, like really what was a speculative asset that was like appreciating in price at a rapid pace with no real, um, you know, fundamentals t- attached to it other than faith. Um, mm-hmm. And... You know, like after that, Bitcoin crashed to $100, but then it like went up again too, right? So it's kind of based on like kind of feeling and speculation. And we saw, you know, there was tons of narratives during that time about how Bitcoin was going to basically supplant the Federal Reserve and like all the European Union. And we're just going to be living in like a Bitcoin world. And that's actually going to save the third world because (laughs) they have hyperinflation. So the third world can actually use Bitcoin instead. Like, I mean, like it was like Uh, genuinely optimistic with um, a lot of those uh, claims, but I mean, that's what kind of was rising the value at that time. And so, um, with NFTs, which is basically instead of having currency, now you're attaching specific art with, within the blockchain, and it's a unique ID specific for artists, right? Um, and you know different forms of you know content that you can attach to it. Um, you know, I think similarly we're seeing um, a type of exuberance in this market, which is just like very new and interesting. In the same way, we kind of saw that first. Bitcoin rise. And I want to talk Mm -hmm. about also the rise specifically, I think of the dudes uh, in New York who bought like a hundred thousand dollars worth of NBA highlights that are now worth like $21 million or something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that actually sounds like a a sound purchase to me. So, (laughs) well, well, I, you know, I just, 
for our listeners, like who have maybe mercifully somehow have tuned out the discourse around this and yet are listening to this, um, should just be clear when we're talking about this. When we say someone bought some, you know, NBA highlights, some NBA highlights, we don't actually mean they bought that. What we mean, <laughs> right, is they bought a digital certi- a unique digital certificate we call an NFT that references yep. these NBA yes. highlights. That they, that they you can go like and watch Spud those Web NBA donkey. highlights you can go on, on YouTube, YouTube yeah. uh, and see them. Well, yeah. So what you have, so that's the thing we're talking about. Just like you can go and see um, uh, the art that sold for $69 million. And this is the question. This is right. It's about the unique. This is, I guess, where uniqueness comes into it is like, yeah, but who can own it? And this, I guess, answer to, this answers that question, right? Like, is there some other, I mean, what are some of the other potential use cases people are talking about beyond just being able to sell unique pieces of art or media or something? Is there other stuff beyond that? Um, so, yeah, I think there's there was talk of like you can host websites on NFTs similar to you as you can like a URL. Um, NFTs are essentially smart contracts. So um, they're, they're somehow applicable to like, say you're buying a home. Um, NFTs could help that process somehow. Um, I, I, I don't know that much outside of the art stuff because that's mostly what people are talking about right now and what caught my interest mm. the most. Um, perhaps Munya uh, has a little bit, a little bit of knowledge there or, or series. I mean, I only know about the art of it as well, but I feel like the point is not really ownership at all, but just like how super fucking Baroque it is. Um, it just reminds me a lot of like early bourgeois trends in fashion, like chandeliers used to be really, really important to rich people in the early 1900s because you needed a bunch of people on ladders to light all the individual candles. And so then when you're looking at it lit, it's a representation of all the labor behind it and mm-hmm. like the hours of work that would go into setting that up. And I feel like this is the 2021 version of that with all of the massive energy consumption. That's <laughs> it's for clout. It. Yeah. yeah. It's for clout. Yeah. You had to burn a whole mountain of coal just to create your uh, spud web dunking <laughs> NFT. Like it's not, <laughs> I, it's not even, Ownership in the sense that like you could commission a digital image from a digital artist and then you would own that. The NFT is like a a token of that digital image and you don't own anything to do with the image at all. Although I think that the artist isn't allowed to change it after the fact. Um, But yeah, for a while I was just thinking that they had reinvented patronage, but it's it's not even patronage because there is nothing new produced behind mm-hmm. it which is really frustrating yeah. like at least old-timey rich people were giving us new art <laughs> yeah you know, we're not getting anything new out of this the medicis gave us like botticelli but mm. we're getting we're like we're not even getting new james charles like m preg to be they were copying the greeks i mean, I mean you know art, art is dead like i mean in a real way like it, it's dead never to come back a while well I, I think if i could maybe i it seems to me like this is some ba- comes from some drive at least the sort of manifestations of it sounds like there's like an underlying technology that could potentially have some 
uses that would fall into the category of like everything else we use computers for, which is also just probably a waste of time. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, it seems like what they've done, at least in the ways we've been seeing with the art sales and like these, the idea of like having unique ownership of pieces of media or something is look at the internet and uh, digital technology and say, God damn, you know, the real problem is uh, there's no potential for scarcity here and found a (laughs) technical way uh, to create an artificial Mm -hmm. scarcity, which is something that, uh, you know, capital relations sort of basically do all the time and always have it. What's interesting to me about this is like it's done completely like unmystified because it's like this whole technology was invented that does away with scarcity and it's within its, uh, you know, normal sort of framework that you then have to create a convoluted way to create an artificial scarcity so that you can deal in, uh, these artificially scarce items, but like unmystified, just on, just very clear, like saying like, look, this is, I'm, we're doing artificial scarcity. So, so, well, this is a good question. How do you get people to, so, a, can anybody make an NFC? And B, how do you get people to purchase them? So to, to answer your question, yes, um, anybody can make an NFT so long as you have kind of the resources to do so. Um, mm-hmm. Right now, some of the marketplaces are invite only. Um, and this kind of leads into your second question of where do you buy them? There's these very funnily, very funny that they are centralized marketplaces that... Um, People are buying and selling NFTs. Um, wait, wait, wait. I thought this was supposed to be a completely decentralized, um, not unregulated <laughs> utopia. What? What? <laughs> you're telling me that they actually go to centralized platforms yep. to buy and sell these things? Yeah. Like, and crazy. Oh, okay. Uh, Weird. How, but I guess, how do you, like, so when I market my NFT, like, how do I convince somebody to buy it do i put it out there and just have to like advertise for it or like i yeah, mean um, why why would somebody purchase this the why part that's that's pretty complicated the the first part of your yeah. question in terms of how do you market it i think people with like a strong social media presence or a strong online following okay. some type of online yeah, community so, that's the easiest so way is- to rally people to buy your nft so I have to have access to a closed club, at which point I can only sell it if I'm already a winner in life. So essentially, yeah. like everything in capitalism, uh, you have to be rich to play and you have to be rich to win. It's a great way it just it. seems like it's a <laughs> way of exploiting like parasocial relationships with your followers also, because they just buy right. to get access to like a part of you rather than mm. you know, access to your yeah. work. Yeah, um, no, it's this definitely is, a use it's, case I could get behind. It's totally a way for like influencers to further like monetize their content, right? I mean, yes, but I but know. I mean yeah. also artists in general, right? Like, right. yeah, I think it is easy to dunk on people making sixty nine million and the rich getting richer, et cetera, et cetera. But I think there definitely are cases of just small artists making thousands off of their work, some of life changing sum of money. Um, off of their work, which wasn't possible before, given the note that we are kind of we are in a bubble right now in, in NFT. Well, space. we should also make fun of them, right? Because it is <laughs> yeah. like mm-hmm. using yeah. way too much Correct. energy for no reason. And and yeah. that is a, a very relevant topic to dive into as well. Yeah, and, and feel like that's like a pretty good segue into, I guess, insights on people who are 
I guess, championing uh, NFTs and like just like what that what that discourse is kind of like. And Alvin, I know that me and you have sat in on um, numerous like discussions on true believers, uh, people who like really, really are willing to go to bat for NFTs, people who are willing to um, defend NFTs and even have like an open forum on like apps like Clubhouse and stuff. Um, I guess like what, what what's the what's the vibe like and what are people talking about uh, there for people who are champions of it and people who claim that they're visionaries of NFTs? Like um, what what's what's going down there? Yeah. Wow. I mean, there's a lot there. Um, I think, you know, I kind of touched on this a little bit before, but it is kind of being proclaimed as the future because of how we are trending towards a more virtual and more online, more digital future. Um, imagine a future where, people are interacting in VR more than they are in person. Um, right. It, it, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that is, um, for some, a very realistic future that they imagine. Um, and I don't, I don't Yo, I gotta say this NFT shit is fucking gangster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that's Gary V right there. Um, yeah. wait, but to go back <laughs> to like you. the VR of it all. Yeah. So, I was reading, I think it, the like CEO or something from Oracle, he bought the NFT for um, Jack Dorsey's first tweet. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Um, so, yeah, this Very tracks. Cool. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a whole other topic. But, yeah, I think that tweet, <laughs> that tweet he sold that tweet for like three mil. Which yeah. is kind of yeah. just the, the CEO uh, and founder and CEO of Twitter and the CEO of Square, because Jack Dorsey is both the CEO <laughs> of Square and Twitter at the same time. You're telling me that guy went out of his way to sell an NFT of his first tweet? Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Jesus Christ. How much um, would like my like sad old tweets from like breakups in high school? be with yeah i feel like we could at least get like 50 100 bucks like why not you know like just pop it out you probably i'm about to yeah uh i I guess like the my main question was like um you know within the i guess the intellectual sphere or the Mm. uh, people who are really promoting um nfts and like are willing to defend them go to bat for them and actually do genuinely believe in their future like what what's the general mood there what are they saying and thinking and just like what's like the general vision on because i know that you've sat in on different conversations um with people who are who genuinely do believe um in nfts yeah um so like i was saying there's a lot there but in a world where um we are all like very virtual vr that sort of thing it's it's a it's it's funny because there's so many uses that it's kind of hard to break down but there are virtual worlds right now where people are selling land in those virtual worlds as nfts (laughs) people are selling real estate as (laughs) nfts in virtual worlds um so that is perhaps like a use case in vr where we have a very popular world in vr um how are people going to buy and sell things how are you going to buy and sell land um, how are you going to buy and sell virtual clothes just as you would real clothes? Like p- clothes are one, a, a form of self-expression to their a, a kind of flex of status. Right. So it gives a way to, for people to say flex that status or express themselves virtually um, in a marketplace 
um, buying and selling kind of these virtual items. Um, Presumably, whatever virtual world itself could provide a marketplace uh, and keep its own ledgers of ownership within that system that would be controlled by who was ever was running that virtual world. So are we talking about being able to, is this about being able to do that outside of the, you know, I guess, yeah, selling things outside of the game. I I mean, mean, in that virtual world, I could be a landlord. Just like I am. That's what we all aspire to. (laughs) But but to answer your question, yeah. Um, Yes. you, You know, you can buy and trade and sell and use different items in and outside of, different virtual worlds or online spaces. Say I buy like a picture from an artist, a painting from an artist, I can display it in my virtual house or like I can display it on like my Twitter 10 years from now when that's like a thing. Um, So yes, like one of the big applications too is that you kind of decentralize online items um, and that that brings more uses and also... um, just kind of like um, a legitimate way to buy and sell things, right? Like say video games, like a Fortnite skin. Um, Super popular among Fortnite players is a way to like customize your player with different outfits. Right now there's no real Mm -hmm. way to like transfer those items, buy and sell those items. It's like sketchy to do. Mm, Um, That's interesting. NFTs provide a way to like make a marketplace and – easily buy buy and sell those things. Alvin, I I think you do make a really good point there because I think us all mechanical freak with the, you know, immortal science on our side and also just um, poisons and generally, um, you know, pessimistic views about, I, um, I think like claims like NFTs and we can, it's really easy for us to I think dunk on how stupid this all sounds, mm-hmm. but I think you do make a really good point in that you know i think all of us in this chat we're kind of like the last generations to really grow up in a world or at least understand a world that is not fully online and Mm -hmm. you know i think these i think it sounds ridiculous to a lot of us in a way but um for kids who were born literally i mean their brains were forming at birth with like an ipad in their hands mm-hmm. right yeah. and so much of their life is online you know this i heard that this actually really does connect and make sense and like the a lot of um you know the online marketplace fear actually buying let's say for instance i think it was gucci or balenciaga um you know released a uh nft for a custom i guess virtual skin of their shoes for like, I mean like an absurd amount, like something that you go on Instagram and go to the Balenciaga filter <laughs> and you point them at your feet and then they just show like, you know, the shoes that you bought oh for like $600. Yeah. Right. And like, that sounds ludicrous on its face to us, but to kids who, you know, their world is now very virtual, that might not sound as crazy. So, you know, um, I think that's a really, you know, it's good to take that perspective in cause that is the future. I mean, those kids are the future. I guess I still don't get like how it feels like any of these virtual worlds where you'd still need buy-in from the people who run them for this to all work. But I also see the potential for like if everybody is buying all these items, these $600 shoes for their virtual avatar or something, eventually they're going to need – there's going to need to be a pawn shop 
for all these people to go to when they're broke to get rid of all their shit. Sell it to somebody for some kind of cryptocurrency that you can then go buy the the Gucci loafers you want for your second life. <laughs> digital okay, digital Gucci on, loafers. Hold on. Is this just Webkins? Yeah. Yes. I feel yeah. like I, I've been trying <laughs> totally. to understand. I've been trying to put yeah. the pieces together. I feel like we have been describing the mechanics of Webkins. I think that's well, accurate. You, sorry, Cerise. You mean the, Webkins, the <laughs> famous kids like yeah. uh <laughs> game where you have to buy a stuffed animal and then enter that stuffed animal's code, code online to get right. into the webkins website you can't get in without it and then <laughs> and then you buy more things to get more codes that's blockchain and, you, and then you get a digital <laughs> yeah. version of your stuffed animal webkins did it first i think i figured oh. it out now okay yeah, yeah. Like that makes shows, sense to me I now we did it <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, I like that answer, but uh, the other thing that was kind of occurring to me is, so like the, the, the fine art market, like high end art is basically just a giant money laundering scheme for fucking like drug runners and gun runners. <laughs> is this also just this? Yes. Okay. Because <laughs> that's what, that's what yeah. it all seemed like Nailed to me. Right so yeah, at a high level right now, yes. Um, I think the uses of NFTs right now are a whole le- lot less interesting than they are or will be in maybe five to 10 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I think yeah. we're in a bubble definitely facilitated by money laundering and, you know, people with vested interest in crypto. Um, so, yeah, that's the case right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, I'm sure the people that are like at the top of the top are going to benefit from this, obviously. Mm-hmm. But like, I hear what Munya is saying too. Like, the application I see um, that could be like super helpful to people, again, is like thinking about social media influencers. Like, up until now, the way that they've had to monetize is by doing like, you know, an ad with sugar bear hair or like uh, fit tummy <laughs> tea or whatever. I but have like, to do this all the time. Right, exactly. <laughs> but like if you could just like blockchain like your tweet or like your picture or you know and sell it to your followers, like I guess that's a way to, you know, monetize and not only like pictures but like meme creators and stuff too because I think about how like people just like steal each other's memes and stuff like that, you mm-hmm. know? Like this allows you to actually have like a unique thing behind your content i don't like i don't don't think it's totally dumb i don't the giphy cat meme sold for like five hundred thousand dollars exactly yeah that's what i mean and it's like you know that content is worth something i don't think it's not well well that's what's interesting is like when we're talking about selling these these existing digital assets that everyone can see you're just selling the certificate like you're not you're not getting any value for that except that used to say that you own it and potentially as a speculation that some other idiot is going to buy it from you. But, and like, but if, if we decide future, it has value, then it does. Well, so. sure. I mean, that's yeah. a speculative that's asset. That's cloud. That's cloud. Exactly. <laughs> but if a real, um, dank meme Lord wanted to <laughs> yeah. create a new unseen meme and then, Offer it for sale on the strength of its uh, potential meme 
uh, on its potential dankness, then whoever meme, yeah. <laughs> whoever mm-hmm. buys it would have an exclusive meme, and then could potentially charge uh, rent for it. Now, I I think this actually breaks down because with anything digital, if you can see it, uh, you can copy it. If you can hear it, if you, you know the, you you know you can combine this with like digital rights media uh, software, I guess, to like protect this. But is that a pot? Is that a feature anyone's talking about? Like uh seek rent seeking being on like a getty images for me <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah 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 is that a thing that's gonna happen are people gonna like charge rent to see individual uh cats uh, without without the, oh, without the shutter shock watermark very possibly yeah very possibly yeah, yeah. right mm-hmm. what well, i i guess like with with uh internet imagery i mean you know to cassie's point of like you know maybe this stuff has value or whatever in its creation but i mean is it like the whole value of a meme the fact that it is free and widely available isn't like the collective mm-hmm. process of no we can we canceled we canceled fuck jerry for this like no yeah, we memes did. like definitely have value for sure mm. yeah in my right, 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 but but uh, by the way, fuck Jerry committed many crimes. <laughs> they were much <laughs> higher than that. No, I hope that's Brian's not why they're canceled. <laughs> no, but was wasn't fuck Jerry canceled because like he was stealing other content creators like memes and stuff? Like that's the cancellation I know of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, he I was also canceled for Firefest too. Yeah, I was like, oh, saying, no, I no, Fire no, Fest. that was before that. Good. That was before that. Yeah, yeah. Firefest was awesome. But but Firefest. No, like, saying is very yeah. online people. He was canceled even before that. So sure, yeah. but I think what Brian's saying is like memes uh, have potency because they're viral. You know they. Yeah. If you if you kept something behind a paywall and then people are seeing this all over the internet, like that's a hard <laughs> business model. Uh, yeah, no, in, like what, what if what if what if what if Drill, who also, by the way, issued an NFT on their tweets, um, yeah, what, what, if, what if what if Drill went full NFT and was like um <laughs> basically like just like created a decentralized Patreon being like, Yeah, let's see the new drill tweet here. You gotta buy this yeah. NFT. Yeah, okay, but I mean maybe that's actually the or, question I was gonna ask is yeah. I don't see the functional difference between if you want to create like an exclusive audience for your work mm-hmm. that patronizes you between this mm-hmm. and then something like Patreon where like I can create really horny furry art on my <laughs> Patreon and then charge my patrons $500 a month and they'll pay for it because I'm the only one that's making it. And right. You want to you wanna, uh, promote that URL just yeah, drop, we'll put that in the show notes, everyone. No, but like, isn't the difference like that you can brag about it with your blockchain and be like, I have this clout, I have the exclusivity. Like, I think that's the difference. Where with yeah. Patreon, like, it literally is just like you're a good fan, and like, there is a difference. Mm. As stupid as that sounds, yeah, yeah, that's true. Sure, but if imagine if Drill had never gone to Twitter, but instead had went on some. Uh, no, but some content NFT. creators are doing that now. They're moving yep. to like paid only social no, media. I, I, That's I a it. thing. Mm-hmm. So. Sure, sure. But uh, I mean, if he'd never gone to Twitter, like if there was sure, never. Like, I mean, like, like if Drill was not Drill, Drill is what wouldn't you're saying. exist. No, but if Drill you know? was not Drill, his NFT would be worth nothing. Like that's yeah. the whole right, point. Yeah. So there's right. a dialectic between like, yeah. you know, uh, I guess Twitter and like clout and also being able to market your NFTs. That's so you have why to basically I think, like, yeah, it's so yeah. like valuable for a social media influencer because sure. it's like you've gained all this clout and like, that's where you can monetize it, you know? Sure. Yeah. So With, without well, like doing like a proctoring gamble ad or right. something. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Again, so like, um, 
Cerise was saying, what's the difference between the like free and premium model that this very podcast uses? You know, like I think the, the difference NFT, would be like you know? if you had like a blockchain for the Thanksgiving episode and it was like someone could own <laughs> someone that episode, own the NFT. right? You should have done that. Yeah. And you would buy it. No, but right. that's the difference. <laughs> this like, episode is all an elaborate marketing scheme <laughs> that Alvin and Series were not in. We are now Sorry. announcing yeah. that we are issuing an NFT for the Thanksgiving episode Wait, of 2020. Wait, can we actually though? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm like, going to issue well, an NFT yeah. of all the chewing noises that Brian and I are making that I'm going to cut out of <laughs> yeah, the final episode. Yeah, a compilation. Yeah. No, that would be gonna, great. Yeah. But also, I think this is a good segue into, because like, I think you asked a good question, Cassidy, like, why why don't we just hop into this market, right? Because it's easy money for creators who have been, um, you know, marginalized, especially with when <laughs> uh, technology has, uh, you know, I think uh, changed the art world forever, right. right? And they're kind of beholden to like very rich, um, you know, people who are and they have to make art for them right like mm-hmm. wouldn't that make them more independent us as independent podcasts can we just like you know get some money off this like what's the harm of like someone's willing to pay for it and i think that this is a good opportunity to kind of now go into some of the i don't know drawbacks and unintended consequences <laughs> of oh i love it <laughs> nfts yeah. that and maybe some critics some people who might not be as optimistic on uh, nfts um you know maybe some downsides to why maybe us as mechanical freaks should not release our uh thanksgiving three-hour thanksgiving okay, episode yeah oh Patreon, good because yeah, i've heard NFT. the i've heard the like the pro side and just the ex- explanatory part of it without the critique and i already think they're uh <laughs> uh very stupid and bad Shut up. <laughs> and so, well, I, so I, i'm really looking forward to this i also want to kind of push back on the idea that it's good for smaller artists because mm-hmm. i think what we've seen so far is that this really is only beneficial to people that have mm-hmm decent followings, even if they are small time artists themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And because anyone can do it and there's like no penalty for minting an NFT, even for a piece of art that is not your own, it's Uh, seemingly really easy for larger accounts or, or people with larger platforms to steal the artwork Mm-hmm. of someone mm. with a smaller follower account. The Wu-Tang Clan stole some smaller artists' fan art of their work oh. and then, and oh then sold it. And I was following mm. this, and the person was trying to figure out how to, you know, hold them accountable for it, and there's there was really nothing that they could do because there's no legal precedent for NFTs or pri- as private or intellectual mm. property. So, like, until there's a court case, it's a free-for-all. Wow. Well, this also, I think it kind of gets to the point of, you know, some of the more hilarious problems with things like crypto and stuff like that in the first place. And it is this sort of libertarian dream and fantasy. But the reality is you actually do need like state and legal structures because in the (laughs) real world, people with money and resources do just steal shit from you (laughs) and sell it. Like like in the real world, the people with the money win, right? And spoiler alert, that's like what all of history is. Yeah. 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 And I mean, you know, as bad as legal structures function, like they they do provide some minor protections. And, you know, hopefully if you can gain political control, better protections. But uh, I mean, that's kind of like with this. Yeah. I mean, your your point series about artists and art or whatever, it's like I this seems just like a crueler version of the art world as it exists today, which is got to be famous to pay or to play and, you know, got to be famous to get paid, you know? 
And yeah, because it does. It costs you money to mint and sell the NFT. And when in the in the case of this like Wu Tang artist whose name I'm forgetting, but I'll I'll find it later. Um, when they were asking for help, a lot of the um, comments that people were offering them was like, "Well, why would anyone want to buy a random NFT from an anonymous person? The whole appeal is to get access to a verified artist. So mm-hmm. this piece of art that." the Wu-Tang Clan is selling an NFT of is only valuable because it's coming from them. Um, and so I oh, wow. feel like it doesn't, it doesn't help smaller artists to the extent that they think it might. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's valid. Um, and I think one of the interesting things about NFTs is that there is absolutely zero IP protection around the art. Um, what could go wrong? Yeah, I do so, think. Okay, so, so I do think quick. that copyright just. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I was my my galaxy brain take is just that I think that copyright only exists to protect rich, rich people. What? Yep, is correct. Yeah. So I'm kind yeah, of accurate. okay <laughs> with that, but I do think it's it's frustrating that people are just able to steal and there's mm-hmm. no avenue for repercussions at all. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, the first. I mean, even when you were telling that story of the Wu Tang. Fan artist, copyright was what I was thinking of. Like, it seems like on the one hand, like Wu Tang in some ways did nothing because they didn't really steal a piece of art and sell it. They just sold a certificate, right? This Mm. fake thing. On the other hand, well, but yeah, very much on the other hand, just based on basic copyright law, they profited on uh, a piece of uh, intellectual property that they did not own, and I would think. That guy should have some kind of copyright case, at least a case to make. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would think uh, he would have standing. I think that, that, the, that they would have standing. The, um, the whole copyright um, tie into NFTs right now is very cloudy because, like in this example we're talking about, um, you know, say I steal someone's digital art and you know sell it as an NFT myself and make a good amount of money off it. What am I really doing? I'm just attaching a non-fungible token on the blockchain that points to this digital asset via some URL. So I'm just saying, yeah. mm-hmm. go to this website, essentially. I, mm-hmm, I'm yeah. not it's like necessarily, the cause of... I'm not necessarily yeah. profiting from this <laughs> image. No, but it's like, like file sharing, right? You know what I mean? Like yeah. LimeWire? Yeah, yeah like, I, I, exactly. Like, uh, they were able to say like, well, it's not us that's like, uh, you know, stealing the information. We're just hosting it. We're just hosting you know? and like yeah. seeding it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, maybe like a similar comparison is like when Uber and Lyft first came on the, you know, into various cities and people would say like, look, you know, they aren't following the regulations of the taxi industry. They aren't paying their drivers, they aren't paying fees, right? That they would always say, yeah, but we're not like a taxi company, right? We're this other thing. And even though we oh, all know no. they're exactly like a taxi company, yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, we just all pretend they're not because they're on the internet, right? And yeah. is this just the same thing that we, we're just pretending they're not like, you know, essentially <laughs> selling art or whatever because yeah. they're on the internet? Well, I don't well, yeah, think I mean, that they're selling art. I Not yeah. to reveal that I've gone to college, but <laughs> I do feel like the, the token is really just like a floating signifier like it's a signifier mm-hmm. without a sign yeah. like it's got nothing to justify its value the thing that it's trying to tie its value to is the idea of the work of art but it's not attached to the work of art or, or whatever else the nft is of itself 
Um, and it's just like weirdly appealing to a much older, I feel, form of art ownership and patronage that doesn't really make sense right now when it's so easy to reproduce works of art. Like the mm-hmm. person like the person whose art the Wu-Tang Clan stole, I could also steal by printing out and selling JPEGs of on like off Cra- Craigslist. Yeah, on a street corner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At, a th- at a flea market. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That so would it's be it's essentially like if people like saw you selling it on the street corner and be like, damn, I'm going to pay uh, like $5 million for this. Like, But like if Wu-Tang Clan street. was selling on like but a you have to have Wu-Tang Clan corner, have like, the printed out JPEGs yeah. of someone else's art and be like, we're Wu-Tang Clan. Buy this from me. Well, and yeah, there's maybe the a certificate attached to it that says like... And they, we gave yeah, this to but, you. <laughs> yeah, so 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 they so they show you the JPEGs, but they don't actually give you the JPEG. Yeah, they uh, give you the paper. certificate of it. They give you like the certificate mm-hmm. that says it's linked to this, and Go then they here. pocket the JPEG yeah. and walk well, away. Yeah, like Maybe. I have certificates of authenticity <laughs> from things I've bought in the past, but when I Greg's but they came with collection. like high end Star Trek <laughs> action figures. Oh my god! So, like, I got I got the physical thing itself too. No, I think that like buying a star comparison honestly is like the yeah. best yeah. explanation. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, can yeah. I? Can yeah. I? Uh, so, the Wu Tang thing. That's a complete belabor at this point, I guess. But is maybe the issue the fact that Wu Tang was able to sell it for so much money? Right. Like, I think the issue is like we're all okay with people copying our shit and you know moving it around. It's when it when somebody who's already rich essentially uses it to enrich themselves. It's an alienation argument, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. They literally exactly. stole it from you yeah. to which, collect a big paycheck. Which, and you feel though fucked. this is a new sort of formulation, meaning it's going to have to go before the courts. But that's what I mean by that guy probably has a case mm. on the because that yep. is the basis of IP law in America, of copyright law, which is very strong. Which is exactly that. But at it's, the same you, time, it's you know, like it's they weren't money. selling anything tangible. So do they? No, yeah, it doesn't matter. Right. But that's yeah. not that's how, a case, though. That's still yeah, a that's, case. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's that's mm. exactly have you, have you, what have you, like, copyright law is about. They, trust me, man. <laughs> I mean, I do not understand how law I don't know. Breaks. I think um, so, <laughs> so someone is baiting this entire conversation online right now by minting and selling an NFT of a shit ton of corporate logos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So oh he is, is ch- we're gonna find yeah, out. He's testing the corporate. <laughs> yeah, we, we will find out. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Jamie, yeah. do you remember way back, I think in like 2015 and 2016, where there were so many bots on Twitter that would just mine through um tweets that mentioned like, oh, I want this on a shirt, and then they would just copy whatever the replied to tweet was of and put that on a shirt, and so it would include a lot of people's original artwork. And then the way that Twitter users who made art were able to get that shut down was to start replying to Disney tweets with like, I want this on a shirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, oh Disney God. is, you know, pretty infamously yeah. litigious. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. uh, you put Mickey Mouse on a shirt, they are going to have something to say to you about it. And so I, I see that that's something that people are already trying to do with this. But I think the unfortunate thing is that each NFT that's minted uses a lot of energy. And so even this mm-hmm. like form of resistance mm-hmm. to it, I think is problematic. Wait, energy? What? What does this have huh? to do with energy? <laughs> Very interesting. Well, Greg, Cerise, um, you're right, is that this doesn't just come out of nowhere. Like our computers that we do plug in, um, 
they're it requires energy, right? And digital digital assets, as much as they're obfuscated um, of its like actual material value, you know, energy is really the thing that powers it. And to create a unique um, NFT um, that requires, and specifically also just like on the blockchain in general with Bitcoin. Um, it requires a ton of energy. And that's where the actual material, when people say like material value, that's actually where material value is in, um, you know, crypto. And I actually have this good quote from this uh, Medium article um, by Everest uh, Pipkin. And um, Everest, uh, their, uh, I guess, title is, here is the article you can send to people when they say, but the environmental issues with crypto art will be solved soon, right? <laughs> Um, it's a really good article. Uh, Medium says it's a 22-minute read, so we're not going to read all of it. But I did see um, this really good poll quote, and I think this could open up a good conversation. So uh, in bold, it says, how does cryptocurrency generate value, and why is this a problem? The prices of cryptocurrencies have risen dramatically in the 12 years uh, of their existence. Bitcoin's value in particular has increased monumentally. $100 worth of Bitcoin in 2009 would be $488,100,000 now. This kind of meteoric rise in value is not universally true of every cryptocurrency. There are thousands of cryptocurrencies which fluctuate like any currency. But this has been the general trend. Ethereum, which is what crypto art is traded on, has increased 35,486% since launch. There are a lot of reasons you can point to to explain this value growth, including general adoption, the anonymity of cryptocurrency allows in illegal purchases, and a robust scene of scammers manipulating prices for quick returns. But there is also a very simple and obvious reason, and that is that it is wasteful. It requires value, the price of electricity, to be wasted in order to be made and inherits all of that value in the making. So cryptocurrency essentially um, uses a lot of energy to produce. And the reason why you can't just say, oh, why can't I just like, you know, get a Bitcoin out of thin air or something, right? Is because um, you actually need to do what you call like mining um, the coins. And that's how... Um, and that requires your computer to solve complex algorithms, um, which, you know, makes you have like a really high powered uh, graphics processing unit, what we call a GPU, um, CPU. Um, that consumes a lot of energy because the computer essentially has to crack this encryption. And each time that encryption is cracked, the algorithm gets harder. So that's how in a decentralized um, world, they regulate the actual scarcity of this asset, Right. Um, similar to minting NFTs, um, you need to basically create this complex algorithm and, you know, your computers have to do that too, which requires a lot of energy, especially on the Ethereum network, which, um, as you know, if you can mine, um, ether that requires a lot of energy too. So, um, it is really disastrous to the environment. And I think like we should, kind of talk about some drawbacks um, and some like really just like shocking, I think, metrics that come with um, NFTs because, um, you know, under the facade of digital, there's always the real, right? And real resources being mm -hmm. used and, um, you know, electricity is one of the biggest ones. So 
Um, I guess I'll pass it over to you, Alvin, if you do have any thoughts on, um, you know, the criticism of electricity consumption when creating NFTs. You think it's overblown? Do you think it's actually something to be concerned about? How bad actually is it? Um, and I guess where do you see it going? It does take a shit ton of energy. I think people who are filled with optimism and, and very kind of bullish uh, on on um, NFTs will say like, "Oh, the energy um, is clean energy. It wasn't used." Like they have these kind of like loopholes and excuses to to kind of validate the energy use. Um, but there definitely does seem to be some sub some substance there. Um, some very valid critique there. And one just kind of note, and then I'll hand it off to you. Um, there's this funny thing where the people who have an interest in NFTs, crypto, Ethereum, they're like, we're going to move on to a more energy clean um, version of Ethereum, Ethereum 2.0. Um, but it's this kind of this thing that they keep saying, they keep saying, but it never actually happens. And it's kind of, kind of like a running joke um, in this NFT world uh, that Ethereum 2.0 is just kind of like something that's never really going to happen. So I think it definitely needs to be addressed more, especially by people dumping money into NFTs by the marketplaces um, that have interests in NFTs. Um, and in general, it just seems like a topic that people who have money invested in NFTs don't really want to dive into too much. Yeah. They don't care. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, um, I, I, I think that that is all really interesting and it kind of reminds me of, I guess, a, you know, like the ethical corporation, um, who, uh, you know, they can't do any wrong by their PR and by, you know, just like how woke they are. And, um, you know, I, but then their staff unionizes and, you know, the woke CEO, uh, comes out and says, I support unions. I really love unions. Um, they're great. That's just not the place that we are at with this company <laughs> right now. Um, no. We just are not ready for a union as a company. I have to and say so this we to just my employees all the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I hate it when that happens. You know, I, ha- I hate when we have to wokely bust a union. Mm. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a similar idea to, I think, um, you know, I know that you're not saying this album, but like, you know, like, I mean, I, I personally think it's a similar idea to, you know, these NFT heads saying like, oh, well, we'll just get a clean, clean energy version of this. Um, you know, like, yeah, it's coming soon. It's coming. Don't worry about it. Right. right? It's like, but in reality, energy is like the sole calculation to whether it's worth getting into an investment in crypto or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I remember even, um, you know, when crypto assets were high, right? Like when, like, for instance, like Bitcoin hit 20,000 in uh, late 2017, um, which skyrocketed from like, just like, I think like uh, $250, um, you know, just that same, maybe four months ago in August. Um, and you guys can, uh, you know, check that. I think I'm right. Cause I have a, like a weird memory of like uh, <laughs> market prices, but um, you know, I remember during that time, it was profitable at the time when Bitcoin was at 20,000 in 2017 to, uh, you know, get, a whole RV camp outside of in Eastern Washington 
and just like mine Bitcoin using, you know, the energy resources that they had. But there was a certain floor that if Bitcoin dipped to, let's say, I don't know, um, 10,000, uh, 7,000, maybe uh, uh, 3,600, which it did in January of 2019, um, it becomes suddenly very unprofitable to do, right? And so you can't really tell me with a straight face that um, they care about clean energy when really they you know, care about um, what is the cheapest way to get that energy. And right now that's not <laughs> where clean energy is at all, right? They're dependent yeah. on macro global macroeconomic trends that are outside of their control completely. And anyone who's trying to tell you otherwise that they can like control and say, no, we'll just get clean energy without dealing with like, just like macro trends in general. I mean, that's just a blatant lie to me. Yeah. So like, I guess I want to could use some context. Like I know I've heard sort of over the last several years, this one I've been in the sort of shocking stories about uh, crypto is that the energy usage has been estimated you know, that people are using annually to mine this shit is like in the neighborhood of like the entire energy usage of some small countries and growing, right? Well, not even small countries, not even small countries, Bitcoin. Like I'm just talking Bitcoin, not even just the crypto in general, like um, Bitcoin. And this this is from CNBC a month ago, February 5th, um, that Bitcoin has a carbon footprint comparable to that of New Zealand producing 36.95 megatons of CO2 annually. Yeah, that's a problem. Okay, so maybe we shouldn't blockchain the episode, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Well, yeah. So, like, so this is this maybe is in, as we are like approaching climate catastrophe. Like, this is now becoming like a serious driver of CO two emissions. Basically, there's no when you're talking about that scale, whatever they say about clean energy, like that. Uh, so that that is clear to me now. Then, so then. How does that relate to NFTs specifically? Like, are do we are we mining in the same way to mint these things like a coin? Yes, <laughs> it's the same on the back end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I have selfish reasons for wanting all of this to come to an end because I, you know, in addition to being a landlord, I'm also <laughs> a professional streamer, and I've been trying to build my PC for so long, and it's so hard to buy a graphics card these days because <laughs> people keep buying them up so that they can they can make their little bit oh, wow. on their computer. Oh my god! Wait, wait, yeah, wait that's hold, true. On, hold on. Why do you need a graphics card to mine Bitcoin? Oh, I could not tell you. Yeah, I could quickly explain. <laughs> Processing it. power, Brian. Yep. So graphics cards have basically surpassed. CPUs, which formerly were like, I guess, the way to process information. Um, now mm. graphics cards, which are GPUs, um, they're used to mine Bitcoins. And basically, um, if you have a high-powered graphics card, they can solve those complex algorithms a lot quicker. And so if people are basically looking at the, uh, you know, NVIDIA and AMD, right, who produce these graphics cards for gamers, and they're built for gamers, but they're mm. being appropriated for basically like, you know, small timer like franchisee um, people who are mm -hmm. trying to get into the gold rush of crypto and just like mine in their basement. And even, you know, because I mean, there's a lot of whales out there who will just like buy out data centers and use like FPGAs and a lot of like advanced equipment. But, you know, for anything that's like short of that, um, they have to turn to the retail market and the retail market right now is in gaming. So Anything that has to do with graphics cards right now, like I can sell my graphics card that I have for double and I bought it 
not even a year ago. Um, I mean, the mar- the market is like insane right it now. Sucks. And like NVIDIA, and like the semiconductor industry doesn't even really know what to do. And they're low key kind of annoyed by it too, because this is all in secondary markets, right? Like they're just mm-hmm. trying to, you know, find the resources even to keep up with demand. But all of the crypto heads essentially are screwing over the gamers. It's horizontal violence, yeah. if you ask me. I need well, to that, be I able totally. to play Neopets yeah. on Twitch. Oh my I can't. god, yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, that night, you know, all those like graphic cards and stuff, I mean, use precious metals, right, that yeah. are, uh, you know, not exactly nice. Uh, can, can we redirect our... Uh, drone assassination program from elementary schools and weddings to <laughs> Bitcoin server farms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stop like bombing like uh, hospitals and start yeah. just like targeting server bombing farms. Data centers. Okay, yeah. Like take it. like a, instead of using that C-130 gunship to like turn the doctors without borders hospital into Swiss cheese. Maybe, I mean, this is horrifying. Like we're literally going to burn this planet alive so that like congressional staffers have a way to purchase child porn anonymously. <laughs> it's like, such a perfectly evil system, like artificial scarcity, inflated prices. You can just steal. It costs a lot of money to sell. Climate and, disaster. And it pours just like literal gasoline on the planet. And I can't play Neopets on stream. Which is a macro aggression. It's a macro aggression. Who's to say which which of these aggressions is worse, really? (laughs) Yeah, but okay, can we just turn off all the computers? Ooh. Computers were a mistake, guys. Well, not like all of them, like mine... But like mine, mine should stay up, and, but everyone else's like, should go no, down, like except for everyone computers. who listens here to you. Anyone who listens to Mechanical Freak, your, you get the your pass. computer You're the first to die? Up. You get the hood pass. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> to, be, to be fair, to be fair though, back in the old days, they used to play a game called Neopets, which was just farming. So, Neopets is not farming. I love Neopets that game. Neopets is more yeah. than farming. Yeah, I used to lot. have cyber sex on Neopets. You can do a lot of things. Brian, on you're trying to you're trying to hey, cancel hey. Eminem. First up, I got news for you. You can have sex on a farm too. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, Brian knows. <laughs> He's from Texas. Yep. <laughs> oh my god. Um, okay, so I feel like we've learned a lot. It sounds like this is all very bad, which I think uh, everyone listening probably had the uh, instinct going into this. Like, <laughs> are, are there any like? Uh, other takeaways from this? I guess one takeaway that I do have is like, I, and I think we touched on it a little bit when we talked about influencers, but, um, you know, I think this ties into a broader trend that we're seeing in the world, specifically in the Western world, specifically, specifically in America. Um, and I can tie this NFT um, spectacle kind of back, I think, to coinciding with the fall and the, I guess, the hegemonic acceptance of this fall of the American dream. And I think what we're seeing now is almost this American dream being supplanted with what I call the American lottery, where instead of basically knowing that the American dream is, um, you know, not attainable, you know, like, you know, getting a, buying a house, having that picket fence, right? Working hard, working up the ranks and, you know, starting from nothing and ending up with something. Um, We have all... Uh, you know, collectively said that is bullshit. And I think Donald Trump's presidency is proof of that. He ran on the American dream being dead. He's even said it literally. Um, and so now I think we're 
because we have kind of accepted that this American dream, which has always been a myth, is now accepted to be false. Um, we're now entering this new supplanted version where we're in this American lottery system where instead of knowing that we can work hard and eat right, like we, we all know that we're broke, we're fucked. Um, there's really uh, a, no real you know, future for kids if this climate catastrophe keeps up. Um, you know, wages have not risen in quite a while. Um, there's systematic oppression everywhere. But despite that, which are all true material facts, uh, you can bet on a specific <laughs> speculative asset that might, but. might, might, might get you rich, maybe. <laughs> and that's kind of what I think we're yeah. seeing here with the exuberance of cryptocurrencies and why they're just so attractive to so many you know, people right now is because that's really one of the only ways to get rich in this economy. Um, you know, aside from, you know, being rich in the first place and leveraging that capital to get more rich is to essentially just bet on speculative assets and, um, you know, NFTs and crypto, the whole like Tesla stock, even go to the, even the equities market on the U S <laughs> like, you know, yeah, GameStop, GameStop to the moon, exactly. Dude. GameStop, AMC, yeah. all yeah. of these things I think are a part of that same trend. Absolutely. Kind of going into the American lottery system, you know? And so I think that this new generation fully is born into it. Now we saw the American dream die. These people are born into the American lottery. And I think we're going to see that continue quite a mm. bit. So no more rise and grind as like a sales pitch <laughs> to like continue living on earth. It's going to be just rise and roll the dice. Yeah. I mean, you want to get rich now. You don't, it's not, you have to both bet on a speculative asset and then against it both at the exact right time. But you know, if you can pull those two moves off, uh, yeah, you can make some money, I guess. Yeah. Totally. Wow. Cool. Awesome. So we're that turning really off the computers. Yeah, that's <laughs> yes. the solution. Okay. We're Got doing it. the great Butlerian Jihad of 2021, <laughs> yeah. and we're just nuking all the artificial thinking machines. Turning them off. Yeah. <laughs> Not mine. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, um, thank, thanks for coming on to explain this. We're all idiots. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Alvin, Cerise, uh, any closing thoughts on this stuff? No, I had. <laughs> I had like reread some Walter Benjamin, like to to be able to like be smart and talk, but I could not figure out how to make that work. Um, <laughs> Look, I think the concept of NFTs and the ideas it, it brings forth are really interesting and compelling. Um, whether that's creators being paid their fair share of their worth, um, whether that's like the future in, in, in VR, um, or you know, artists being able to get royalties forever on any resale of their digital assets, I think there's some really interesting ideas there that um, hopefully the, the future kind of brings to fruition, but. The overall execution so far, whether that's non-existent protection of intellectual property, um, horrific implications to the climate, or um, any of the other multitude of negative things like the straight-up re-centralization of what is supposed to be decentralized, um, you know, the, the execution just kind of isn't really there yet. Um, yeah. so it's, it's a space to watch. It's interesting. Um, we'll see what happens. 
All right. Right on. Cool. And just like Bitcoin, you know, like, you know, people like us scoffed at Bitcoin and right. um, we're like, this is so dumb. And we, you know, cheered our hats when it went from a, a thousand to two fifty. And now Bitcoin's at 40,000 and we're all losers on a podcast complaining <laughs> about it. So, you know, you could get very rich going into NFTs totally. and we're not trying bad. to tell you otherwise. Being mm-hmm. rich is bad. Which is, yeah, I yeah. mean, like, you know, yeah. you will be a class enemy and you will get the guillotine when the revolution guillotine. happens. But <laughs> um, well, I, I, I just want to say um, I'm going to make a YouTube apology post for pronouncing guillotine guillotine no, no, no. that and, was some um, like radical like anti-french disrespect yeah yeah <laughs> i like yeah, it okay oh well, we're okay, here so, for that so no, no youtube that. apology then to say um my uh, the title is just in all caps my story <laughs> does, it, does anybody have anything to plug series yeah i have a very good very cool stream called clout dynasty we are yes. um, owned by Jeff Bezos on Twitch. Oh my We're working God. on it, but it's twitch.tv <laughs> slash clout dynasty. And I love that. what do we do? We do only bad stuff. Good. That's the best way I can describe it. We don't game. Crimes and such. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I got to say that like genuinely, and this is not because uh, you are my really good friend. Um, I am one of the first subscribers of Cloud Dynasty and I have continued to subscribe to CD because their content is really like nothing else I've ever seen. Like if you're into internet culture, internet lore, funny takes, um, different like, you know, like left perspectives, but in a funny way where they actually do it live too. Um, and it's just like so elaborate, funny and original. I would not be surprised if Cloud Dynasty blows up within a year or two, to be honest with you, because it's just like that good and just like fresh and original. Um, y'all gotta check Cloud Dynasty out. Just, you know, mm-hmm. their episodes are recorded. Go to Twitch, check it out for yourself. You be the judge. But, you know, it's a phenomenal show, series. Yeah, and you're, you're super... Yeah, super, I, I you know. love this. Yeah, no, uh, you, you, Cassidy, I mean, my God, you would. If you ever yeah, want to like, like, humiliate yeah. a white man and force him to rap <laughs> yeah, about yeah. an inflation fetish, that's that's a, an experience that we offer. Um, and we've also got like a really fun, unique cast of characters now, like Jake Ron Paul, who is the... He's the fusion of Jake and Ron Paul. He ran for president. <laughs> He did, he did not win. <laughs> I don't I don't really know how to describe exactly what we do there. So I feel like Munia did a much nicer job. Well, you heard it here first. Put your NTF tokens down on Cloud <laughs> Dynasty. God. <laughs> Get in that lottery now. We will nuke our account if anyone makes an NFT of anything that we do. That'll be the last time you see me online. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. That sounds great. Uh, we will have to check that out. We'll... Uh, if I can figure out how, I will subscribe on the uh, the show Twitch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, uh, thanks. Everyone enjoyed this. Nice. Yeah. Thanks everybody for coming on. And-